Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Book Wars Pod, uh, episode 106, to be exact. Wait, yes, sorry, I was confused <laughs> because the numbers at the top do not match the numbers in the outline. Uh, I'm Chris, <laughs> struggling to read this outline that was very haphazardly put together in the past five minutes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I, see, I tried to do it. No, no, no. That was, I mean, it was me too. <laughs> um. The puppy is in the room. I think he already made noise. He did. Um, he? He's in the room so he doesn't have to be in his crate because he graduated from his puppy pen. And those are way to go, the, Jasper. Those are the choices. He'd either be in his taught. crate or he's in his. Or he's in this room with us, chewing on smoked Himalayan cheese, which is a great meat alternative if you'd like to feed it to your dogs. It's very hard, and great oh. chew toy. Um, you don't say. Yeah. It's a thing, apparently. Um, they're expensive. It's stupid. <laughs> um, Shocking. <laughs> what? But they are they're good for doggos. Um, what are you drinking, Chris? Or do we have pod or show business? Um, show business. <laughs> there oh Lord, is no business. Um, I think our show business. business is for me to say that I'm here with Kristen and Miranda again because oh, I yeah. don't think I said that. Oh, sure. hi. And, and Jasper, he's eating now. Finally, which he and Jasper, does. yeah. That's what that noise is. Um, cool. We're all. Yeah. I feel like we're all very tired today. Yeah, yeah. we're all. Really it is out somehow of it. only fucking Tuesday, I and don't I understand. don't. Oh, I was very confused this morning. I went into work for like two hours, and the whole time I was like, "Is it? Is it Wednesday?" Me and Miranda have been vaguely sick for like. I've been sick for like a week, and Miranda just got sick like over the weekend. So we're doing great. Yeah, I've also been sick for like a week. It's not. It's not you, great. You it's not ideal. It's just very dry here. It's. It feels like one degree outside right now. Mm, it's. That's a no for me. Yeah, it's not. Not ideal. We went outside today. Orca did not appreciate it. Mm, no, can't imagine he would. Mm-mm. It's very windy here today. I don't like. It was so windy. Um. Keep talking. The dog is oh, yeah, to sorry. get things. I was, I was watching him. Yeah, I like <sighs> woke up and could hear the wind. Was like, oh shit. Oh, that's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those those were Kristen's headphones. Everything is going swimmingly. Kristen's headphones are the rock. No, I think there was a rock and then the headphones. Mm. Did we lose the rock? He's sitting on the rock, folks. Mm, classic. Got to make the rock hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Leave all that in. Oh, yeah. We have to, we have to where's the th- titles? Oh. You missed this one. Oh. Anyway, uh, we are reading Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston, finishing it up, reading chapter 14 through the end. Uh... But first, before we start, what are y'all drinking? Glad you asked, Chris. Go ahead, Miranda. We have a we have a great one on the pod today. You're drinking this, water, aren't you? No, I mean we do have some orange Whole Foods brand Lacroix here, but we do have an East Coast institution with us. 
my parents came uh, out to Oregon for a week. Saw them this weekend. Oh, I saw this Instagram post. You. <laughs> they brought us fucking yangling. Cheers. So I'm sitting in Portland drinking a yangling. Oh, I love it. Just living your most mediocre life. Fuck off. God, that is so good. Why is it so much better than like PBR? I mean, because PBR is crap. I mean, (laughs) that's not a good bar. I mean, I will say, like, they're similarly priced. Yeah, which is. Okay, that's fair. Yingling is a far superior beer. Mm -hmm. Although I do miss it in bottles. What is he chewing on? It's a completely different beer, but I really like Lone Star, even though I've had it for like all of one week, because that's the only time I've ever spent in Texas. True. Lone Star's quite good, though. I'm really okay with the chewing on the packing tape. Um, okay. We'll just let him do that. Um, yeah, He'll never learn you if drinking? you don't, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am drinking uh, Red, Bresh, Red Breast Irish Whiskey. I feel like I messed that up last time, too. It's last time I drank of, it. It's kind of a tongue twister. It is a little bit of a tongue twister. It's it okay. is, however, also delicious and smooth. And warming to the soul when the body is freezing i know that's why i'm actually not cold right now because i kate's desk is like right kate's desk gets all the heat because it's right above the heat vent so Ooh. like whenever i'm working during the day i'm like fucking freezing <laughs> and kate's just sitting here just like you know just, just doing her thing just, actually that's a lie she's not even sitting here she's usually asleep okay yeah well she needs to do that during the day because she doesn't do it in the night that's uh, accurate being a student is hard yes <laughs> being a kate is hard too. yeah that is correct true. uh anyway so padme yeah queen shadow yeah shit got like real surprisingly real oh hey it's kate hi kate what's hi, up kate. motherfuckers hi. <laughs> it's literally kate's only contribution to this podcast right now <laughs> Dude, the dj air horn didn't play again uh, oh is it because you no there we go Excellent. God, that is a great not what it delayed like. air horn. A great for delayed Kate. air horn for Kate. That's she's the best. Air horns out for Kate. Oh, I heard her whoop. There you go. I'd love to see it. Um. So this book was fucking depressing. Yeah. Super depressing. It was really good. Mm-hmm. The um, epilogue is just like emotional see, terrorism as. It, I like don't on the scale it. of Claudia Gray, really, it's very upsetting. I read through it very quickly just to like not have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I figured if I read it like slowly, I'd have to feel my feelings, and I obviously do not want to do that ever. Um, so like it didn't give me enough time to really cry it out. But goddamn, like once I fucking realized what was happening there. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty rude. It's also very rude that the first two paragraphs of, like, the start of the book and the first two paragraphs of the epilogue are the same. What? If you go read it, the first two paragraphs of the book and the first two paragraphs of the epilogue are the same. Oh. Like, exactly? or Like, exactly the same. Oh, shit. Because in the start of the book, she's floating in the water peacefully, and in the epilogue, she's dead. <laughs> God, <laughs> fuck me, right? Yeah it's 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 rude it's quite rude that is super rude but anyway we can talk more about the epilogue but that's what we've come to expect from good star wars writing 
that it's rude. Terrorism. Rudeness <laughs> all around. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to back to the the a plot of the book, and we are already seeing Padme kind of unknowingly dealing with the start of the Clone Wars in the Empire. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not great. No. No, it's not. It's really not. Like I, I appreciate that she kind of got in pretty quickly with, like you know what we view as or who we view as the good guys. Like she gets in there and like the friends bail and tries to get Mom Mothma to mother her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mom Mama as her mom. Yep. Um, and like we know it. What? Oh God! What kind of I? Is it dramatic irony? Yes. Is that the one I'm looking for? Where yeah, we, it's where the we one know where it? we know it, but they don't know it. Yes. Yeah. There's like all this dramatic irony here. And like, you know, she, um, when she goes in this section to visit Mina Bonteri and she's like talking to a hollow of some weird, creepy guy. <laughs> we're like, I wonder who it could be. It's bad news bears. We know who my Lord is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Found <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a oh, Jesus. For, for our favorite skit on the show. So Yep. Uh but yeah, it's crazy because you see like like they're they're like still on the same side ostensibly, and yet Bale and Palpatine like already hate each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting too in this section as Padme kind of progresses through her, you know, young Senate career. Um, you can see her start to, you know, think differently about her relationship with Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously there's some resentment. Like, I want to, you know, fix slavery and start th- be on this committee. And he's like, no. Um, <laughs> but at the end, she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's kind of continues the pattern of Palpatine just like, always underestimating her mm-hmm. a little bit and like you know i think uh she had the thought after they got back from doing that cargo transfer for supplies or some shit that was part of the treaty guy and she's like oh yeah like we almost got blown up but thank god that didn't work out and palpatine <laughs> was like oh cool lmao huh, good <laughs> yeah. for you glad you're alive He's such a dick. <laughs> he is quite rude. And it's like it's it's like it's like it's dramatic irony, but it's also just like kind of painful because like you know that he constantly underestimates her and like he did it all through Phantom Menace and kind of did it in Attack of the Clones, although that was more manipulative, but you see it here and it's like almost more frustrating that you know that he does eventually win because she dies. Well, yeah. Also, it's like, what's dramatic irony when the readers know and no one but Palpatine knows in the story? Because that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, basically. <sighs> and then the really interesting part to me was the visit to Alderaan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I was here for that. Aside from just, like, the emotions, mm. that was, like, it was very interesting to me how much you could see that Bale and Brea were already preparing for a war they didn't even know was coming. 
Mm-hmm. That is a good idea. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they're they're preparing for this war. Um, it was hard to tell, like, for me, if they knew they were preparing for a war. I mean, like, I don't think that anybody could have anticipated what ends up happening at the end of the Clone Wars. But they're just, like, you know, making sure they've got their allies in order and um, making and keeping those good relationships with other systems that will eventually help them. Um, But, like, to see them talking about it on Alderaan was also just very, very rude. Alderaan's a peaceful world. Like, I... So we read um, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, like, back in February? Sure. And fact check that. Someone. Uh, it was right when I, s- I think it was my first book and I started in February. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue. Check I'll, that. I'll check. Sure. But you um, continue. But so like, you know, that's where we really got our first good view of Alderaan. Um, obviously because it's about Leia growing up on Alderaan. But I almost feel like some of the stuff we saw in like that chapter, those chapters, um, however many there were in here. Like, the depiction of Alderaan, for me, was almost better here. uh, Because we see it through somebody else's eyes. We see it through somebody's, or, like, via somebody who has never been to Alderaan before, who does not grow up on Alderaan, who is visiting and, like, gets, you know, she does the touristy stuff. She, like, goes on a light nature walk outside and, like, is staying in the palace, and it's beautiful. And and sees all the art shit. And, like, she can... Um, differentiate it from other planets and like she's in the palace she's like oh this is nothing like our other palaces like yep. it doesn't look you know um, oh what's the word I've forgotten it she's not trying to intimidate anyone intimidating mm. is the word I was looking for <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not it's what's not, that word it's not like super ornate it's just like big and welcoming and it like so matches what we know of Bale and Brea, and I I read it and it's just awful. I hate it so <laughs> much. <laughs> it is really depressing because you're like, Alderaan's like, yes, we too have no defense systems. Isn't that metal? And you're like, no, it's, it's not, not metal. It's really not metal. Yeah, it's it's tough because you see. And this is like, I feel like something that Star Wars authors have had so much time to perfect the writing of these characters who we know are going to die because, you know, so much of the book canon has been filling in gaps as opposed to blazing new ground, you know, Mm -hmm. for for fair reason, because the Skywalker saga is about to end. Mm -hmm. But it's, it is, it is brutal because we have already read Prince of Alderaan, which Burb, you were right. That was episodes 77 through 80, uh, which we read in February, uh, if anybody wants to go back and listen. Um, we've already read that, so we know Bale and Brea, and we know how much... I mean, we obviously knew already that Bale, that they loved their daughter, but we got to see how much they love Padme's daughter. And we get to see kind of the beginning of this, what became an incredibly close friendship that Bale and Brea would have taken Leia under those circumstances where, mm-hmm. you know, not only were they risking their lives, but, you know, oh, they were. 
Uh oh. Did Jasper eat the rock? Uh, <coughs> Kristen knocked over her beer, and now Jasper is learning about the wonders of Yingling. Um, ah, I'm gonna sure, go sure. put him in his crate anyway because he's being a dick. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's being a puppy, but he did just try to play with a folio, <laughs> which isn't even really a toy. He pulled nice. it out of the shelf. It was very impressive. <laughs> nice. Um. But yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Everybody is perfectly healthy in this house. Yep, everyone's doing great. Um, but yeah, it's brutal because you see the start of this and it's like, it's the, just to, you know, continue to pick up what you were saying, Miranda, it's the ultimate dramatic irony in that not only do we know what's going to happen, but we know that these two people that we meet are going to have a fairly fraught rest of their lives mm-hmm. and then die. Yeah. And it's it's really hard because we obviously know that they're good people. Like, they're the leaders of the rebellion. The rebellion is good because we're fighting um, autocracy. But, like, when we get these fill-in books, um, you know, it, it's a really great place to flesh out characters like this. And I think the authors, um, you know, kind of across the board uh, in the canon now, like, they do such a good job of uh, portraying Belle and Brea, who, you know, we didn't really know that much about her. And I think they've delivered depictions that are everything we would have expected them to be like. And, like, knowing that, like, this is how they are as people, this is how they welcome uh, friends into their home... It just makes that dramatic irony uh, so much worse because, you know, they get blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on the other side, we have Mon Mothma, who even more than in her, you know, later years as full-on leader of the Rebel Alliance, really wants it to be Star Peace. So much. Yeah, it's it's not going to be like that, though. I wrote that in the outline. (laughs) Star piece. It's so interesting to me that like Padme, who, you know, we talked last episode, we don't think of as a warlike character. Is really the most warlike of all of them. And I want to I want to dive into this more next episode. Oh, yeah. um, Because it's a longer discussion. But. It's so interesting to see where Mon Mothma starts because I think even more than Bale and Brea, she she changes from now to you know a New Hope era. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's something we'll dive into in in the epilogue. But Ugh. <laughs> or epilogue, uh, wrap up, wrap up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same thing. It's fine. <laughs> but no that that's a really good point and you know i think that's something we can talk about then too is like kind of what we were discussing like the value of um you know having her in these in these stories um and really fleshing out her character development i also love that she just like will not give padme the time of day at first oh it's and padme so has to be like 
Yeah, joke's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, she's like, please come be a distraction. She's like, oh, you want a distraction? I'll give you a fucking distraction. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> very was so good. good. Also, <laughs> oh my God. Also, Bale just like being in company with Qui-Gon and no one else. Mm-hmm. Although I, re-watching Phantom Menace... I question whether Qui-Gon actually knew what was going on the entire time. Oh, God, no. I don't Yeah. Think. I don't know. He was a pretty big pothead in that movie. <laughs> he was very focused on midichlorians. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, it, I thought he seemed surprised when he found out that he was not talking to the real queen the whole time, but... I don't know. I feel like the response to that would be like, but if he acted like he knew, then everyone would be mad that he didn't tell them. Well, yeah. Or whatever the fuck. This is true. I don't know. But Oh, my God. He admitted it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you saying things just just to use this? No. <laughs> Chris, that one this, was this real. Podcast, this podcast is very quickly devolving into Kristen setting herself up for drops. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Who says no? Who getting Kristen a soundboard was a huge mistake. We have to give the people what they want, and they bought me a soundboard. (laughs) I mean, they bought me a mixer so that I could put in rap air horns and and more. I think was what the asterisk was, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh boy! And then on the other side, we have Mina Bonteri, who is what? (laughs) Yeah, not not great. Not a great look for Mina Bonteri. This no. early in the saga. No. And she like started out so strong, you know. She was like trying to be friendly and recruit Padme to the separatist side. You know, not that it really existed fully yet. And the, you know, at least in the way that we see it later. But I mean, I think it was a good idea for her to go to Padme. Padme's already been like, fuck you, the Senate uh, <laughs> in her life. And some Mina Bonteri's like, okay, I'm going to be nice to this girl. And then Padme's like, oh, she's really nice. Let's be friends. And then Padme's like, hey, Dark Lord, I'll go do this shit for you. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. she literally calls him my lord. It's fucked. Yeah, if somebody's making you call them my lord, that's it's generally a big no-go. Uh, can I just say that it was weird that they didn't address that in the book? It's like she overhears it and she's like, I didn't like her tone. And I was like, what about <laughs> when she said my fucking Lord? <laughs> Maybe that's how Onderon works. Yeah. Onderon has a king. Maybe that's how they address the king. Maybe Padme is unfamiliar with Onderon's uh, customs. Stop defending her. It's... I'm just trolling. Thank you. I know, I'm <laughs> aware of that. It is interesting though, because we see the only other time we've seen Mina Bonteri, she is kind, she's kind of being like, the heart of the separatists in the clone wars for a couple Mm -hmm. episodes and being like Padme's counterpart to actually try to end the fighting before Dooku just kills her. And (laughs) so like, that's, that's a, that's a switch too. And that's a development that we see that she kind of starts really instigating this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and rooting for the Republic to fail in that, you know, she doesn't help them save bromlark mm-hmm. at all like and she she tracks the damage but she doesn't do anything to help because she wants the republic to appear you know feckless 
Mm-hmm. Ugh. And, uh, oh, what was my question going to be? I don't know. You're just looking at me. I forgot it. We can <laughs> it probably wasn't important. <laughs> probably. Um, oh, I remembered uh, it. Sorry. Uh, was she aware of like the the raid on um, the the pirates? The pirates. That's what they were. Yeah. I'm assuming that she was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, assuming that was all part of that. She seemed to be, you know, very sneaky talking <laughs> to Palpy on the hollow in the <laughs> corridor. After Padme like goes to the Senate and is yeah. walking the halls of an empty Senate building, <laughs> and she's yeah. like, "It's quiet, almost too quiet." <laughs> I definitely think Dooku knew whether or not he kind of let her in on the mm-hmm. plans. I think is up for a little more debate if she would like straight up send her fellow senators to their deaths. But was it Hondo? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. It was. It was Hondo. Was she talking to uh, Dooku or Palpatine? I took it as Dooku because it mentioned a deep voice. Mm, Fair. True. I don't know. But the, the My Lord threw me off. I, like, I Nobody both really went re- by that, right? Do people call Dooku My Lord? Yeah. They do. Oh, shit. Does he count? Maybe I just don't pay attention. Also, he's a Sith Lord. Correct. I, I took it as Dooku also because Dooku is the leader of the separatists politically as Mm -hmm. well and so it would it wouldn't make a ton of sense for her to be talking with sidious Mm -hmm. if she wasn't straight up evil and that's not really the vibe we've gotten from her okay that's unfortunately having a shitty son does not make one evil so true i'm just glad that we didn't have to suffer through any lux content in this book (laughs) me fucking too i was nervous because he gets mentioned right with yeah. his shitty artwork. Yep. Yeah, she has to go talk to uh, her son. Yeah. Honestly, she has an appointment. E.K. Johnston has written two books in which she would be very justified to bring in Lux Bonteri, and she has not taken the opportunity to do so either time. That is the hero we need. E.K. Johnston. E.K. Johnston is really putting hero. in the work she is to save us from Lux Bonteri. Lux. We, d- we do not Stinky! Stinky. <laughs> oh That's what we think about Lux Monteri. Um, Cool. Good points all around were had. Thank you for putting up with me while I thought it was a good idea to bring the dog in here, and then I knocked <laughs> my beer over. I'm doing great. Um, Everyone's doing great. You're doing the best of this. <sighs> I, I am doing the best of this. Um, yeah. The clones are growing this whole time. It's wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're five years before Attack of the Clones. The clones Fine. are like, the clones are like ten years old right now. Yep, they're almost baked. It's wild. I was gonna say they're half baked. Well, yeah, they're half baked. Yeah, they're almost baked. That's what I said. They're all squishy in the middle. I know. Yeah, that that to- the the toothpick does not come out clean. Who wrote what if Padme? I fucking hate you. Who wrote what if Padme lived to found the rebellion? You fucking that was me, and I actually terrorist. I forgot that we that I had left this on this week's outline, and this is what I was going to talk about before, and I was like, "We'll stop." (laughs) So let's talk about it now. What I hate. What if Padme? Like, because you know, you think about the rebellion, and the three founding members are, and of course, these scenes got deleted from Revenge of the Sith. Thanks, George Lucas, but. 
the three senators who were kind of leading the opposition to Palpatine were Padme, Bail Organa, and Mon Mothma. And obviously two of those went on to have very prominent roles in the Rebel Alliance. One of them turned out. One of them lost the will to live. Thank you. Super dead. A bunch of them got super dead, but yep. later in life. It's true. Uh, but I feel like this book, even more than the movie, shows us how interesting that would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I again, we said we'll touch on this point next week or next episode, but this is a really good place to discuss um, Padme being a little more warlike than either Bale or Mon Mothma uh, because uh, she's experienced war. Like Naboo was invaded and she had to deal with that and she was like off planet, she was on planet, she was running away from people um, and Bale and Mon Mothma have the luxury of not ever having to deal with that. They're like, we're from peaceful planets. Everything's great. And it's, I think, um, again, like, we obviously don't see it in this book, but their approach to the rebellion seems a little more idealistic. Like, they know that shit's got to go down, but Padme's the only one who's, like, really been through it. At least at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, contrasting you know, like we were before with Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma is kind of the biggest idealist of them all. Bale is an idealist too, but even Brea is like, I've started to think about how I would react if I were forced into a war. Yeah. And Mon Mothma, if she had her way, no one would ever fight anyone. She's like, she's like kind of like Padme's dad in the like, no weapons are acceptable uh, ever. Under any circumstances. Plot twist. Mon Mothma is Padme's dad. <laughs> Thank you. That is that is an unexpected twist, to be sure. It's true. Midichlorians um, make make it happen, though. It's true. It's true. Anything but it's also happen. interesting because, Did it, yeah, as you said, a belly button. Unclear. This got weird. <laughs> Boy. Um, but as you said, Miranda, Padme's the only one who actually knows what it's like to be at war aside from Radis and akbar who are not part of the rebellion yet and are not in this arguably world. are not involved in the highest levels of decision making in the canon mm-hmm. like not that they're not but we just haven't they've more been military leaders yeah. than strategic leaders yeah they're the from what we've seen leaders of the rebellion they're not the ideological leaders yeah, like we see, we see Radis on the council in Rogue One. So obviously, like what he wants carries weight, and he also just like fucks off to Scarif without asking permission. But a big mood. Yeah, but like you know, he's not he's not one of you know the big two or the big th- what the big three would have been. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you look at the rebellion as we know it, and how a the fact that it took nineteen years to erupt into open warfare and two that even at that point like it there was a lot of feeling within the rebellion that they 
what didn't want to go to war we see in Leia Princess of Alderaan which takes place five years before A New Hope that I think five years three years maybe something like that three I think three years because I think she turned 16 that's my bad but we see like even that far before or that short before A New Hope they still don't want it. They're still hoping they don't have to go to war. They're preparing for it. They've accepted that they might have to, but they still don't want to. Yeah. And that's honestly kind of like a wild point, though. Mm. It's like they want a rebellion, but they want to, because they're fundamentally pacifists, they want to overthrow this galactic autocracy like via non-violent methods that is a good idea (laughs) it is it doesn't work (laughs) but it is a good idea we would hope that it would work it absolutely doesn't work oh boy i'm just saying but i i don't know i just think like it's an interesting point like what if padme had been alive like would i know (laughs) would she have agreed with that approach um you know would her being part of it have helped in that approach like we'll obviously never know um but that is a point that i'm making yeah i it's very tough because obviously she is also the only like one of the only ones to have actual experience in diplomacy instead of just theoretical experience and you know she like also is a pacifist and all things being equal would like to not do things uh, and would like to not go to war but to me the wild card is that she knows best what palpatine and vader are capable of Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's something that like even up to the destruction of alderaan i feel like bail organa and mon mothma thought that there were lines that they wouldn't cross mm-hmm. like to both of them you know we see in from a certain point of view bail is shocked that the death star came to alderaan and mon mothma is basically like well it's over somebody else can pick this up if they want to i'm done mm-hmm. and that and that that shock is something that i don't think would have happened to padme i think if padme had survived she would have known from the get-go that if they had the capability to do something, they would do it. Yes. Yeah, like, she seems to be the... I don't want to say woke, because that has a different connotation now, but she seems to be, like, the most in tune with the actual dangers that exist and that she can find herself in. Yeah. Which, what what do they say in the book? They're like, is it like a mix of actual danger or paranoia? And she's like, it's both. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, but again, that I think that's kind of wild too, because like once they figured out that Palpatine is like the emperor now, like they find out that he was running uh, like the whole separatist movement, right? Uh, do, do I mean like probably not officially because you know he controls the means of communication, um, but like for the folks in the rebellion, I think leadership 
knows. I don't think it's common knowledge, but leadership knows yeah. because Yoda and Obi-Wan knew that Darth Sidious was Dooku's master. Yeah, and like Bon, Mothma, and Bale are gonna know that he was playing galactic chess against himself and they're like, he won't blow up this planet. It's like, he started an entire civil war. Like, what makes you think he's not going to blow up one planet? And like, he was, he, he had both sides. I he <laughs> created the civil war against himself just for like, Funsies. to get rid of the Jedi and make it look like an accident. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, this is the part where it's going to hurt even more what I say next. She also knew Vader best. Ugh. Okay. And Thank you, Miranda. I think she would have been. I, I think she would have tried to get through to Anakin, but also seeing how she responds to danger and how she, how good she is at reading people. I think that she would have understood that Vader was evil and oh, yeah. that she would have understood that like he was like, obviously everybody knew he was a threat, but he was kind of under wraps just because he was like, wasn't used out in the open that often. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like he, you know, it was known within the empire that he was a badass, but he didn't really leave many survivors. So he kind of was more of like a legend, mm-hmm. but I feel like Padme would have known immediately what they were dealing with and and i don't even know what would have happened but like what that what that would have led to like if it would have led to more diplomacy or less or if it would have led to quicker civil war or if they would have been more prepared but i feel like there would have been more of an understanding about what they were fighting right yeah and i there is just like this huge aura of the unknown around Vader. Uh, we see in other books. We just read um, Lord of the Sith. Is that what it was called? Yeah. That is what it was called. And like all the Twi'leks are like, what the fuck is this? Famously not the act, the book I aired. It. What? Which one did I accidentally buy? Uh, Dark Disciple a second time. Thank you. <laughs> yep, that's That was correct. Uh, <sighs> but like... <laughs> What we see there is the people who, like, so, um, Isfal and Cham. Cham, thank you. Hey, um, <laughs> growth. Like, they heard him kill a bunch of people, like, over a radio frequency, and they're like, oh, fuck. And everybody else is like, it's fine, like, when they're on the planet and shit. And they're like, it is most certainly not fine. It's absolutely You do not know unfine. what this guy can do. <laughs> and, like... It's that, but on, like, a galactic st- scale. Yeah. Agree. Ooh, I just thought of one more. What if, or not what if, but, like, I think this would have happened. I think Padme would have had a much better relationship with Saw than Mount Mothma did. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Agree. Because I think P- Padme would have been able to understand where Saw was coming from in a way that Mon Mothma never could. Because, like, Mon Mothma... Obviously, Mon Mothma, like, is incredibly smart and incredibly empathetic and, like, not just fighting for herself, but fighting for the galaxy. But Mon Mothma never, also never really lost anything. Mon Mothma seems like kind of a petty bitch. Like, (laughs) sorry. Like, she lost, 
she lost plenty through the rebellion. She I and I believe that she felt the losses of others very keenly. Like I'm not I'm not impugning her motives. But she was also coming at it from a place of privilege. And we've talked about that when we were reading the Aftermath series too. And Padme not only has lost her husband and the future that she thought she had, but also came very close to losing her world the way that Saw Gerrera lost his world. Mm-hmm. And has lost friends along the way, lost Corday in Attack of the Clones, lost um, lost Duja in Thrawn Alliances. I feel like there's more. Sabe said that Verse had died, so lost Verse along the way somewhere. Um, lost her friendship with Panaka, which I totally think that Palpatine was just like in Panaka's ear every day since Phantom Menace and is the reason why he and Padme had a falling out. But that's that's a that's a headcanon. <laughs> um, like she's actually lost things, and I feel like she would have been able to come. And she's also humbled herself more than Mon Mothma has, if you look at relationship with the gungans mm-hmm. like my mothma has kind of always been very my way or the highway yeah and like padme has done all of that shit before the rebellion starts she's done all of that at like a pretty young age and mon mothma has gone through her life and like she doesn't really start to have any of that tragedy or any of those difficulties until the rebellion starts and again like you said i do think that she feels all of those um losses but it's not until then. So she doesn't have that history. She doesn't have that institutional knowledge of knowing what that feels like and how to deal with it. It's like the first time for her. So when somebody like Saw comes around, she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, do we assume or do we know that Mon Mothma's planet has been largely at peace besides Shandala? this? Yeah. We it, it Yes, we do know that. Cool. Yeah. Like, I think it's... What I've gathered in between the lines of various things like Aftermath and Rebels and this is that it is an important enough planet, not just in like, not just like Alderaan, but also in resources Mm -hmm. that, I mean, if the Death Star hadn't been blown up, then would Chandrilla have been next on the list? Absolutely. But... I think that Shandrilla isn't an important enough planet that that afforded her the leeway that she had to basically openly oppose Palpatine without Shandrilla getting, you know, devastation rained on it from Star Destroyers even before the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. That was a great answer to my question. Um, did we answer the more diplomacy question? We talked about it. Okay. Yeah, we talked we talked around it. I don't know that answer. we yeah. yeah. I think I agree. Um who is the Phantom Menace is the next <laughs> point on the outline. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. One last one last thing sure. on what if Padme had found had had lived. Leia would have been a Jedi. Ooh. Okay, I'm done. Pretty good, Chris. I still think they would have hidden Luke because fucking sexism and they would have been like, the son is the important one. But I think they would have left Leia and I think that Padme would have felt very strongly that Leia should follow her force 
powers and her instincts. Jokes on you guys. Luke's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jokes on all of us. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, who is the Phantom Menace? Miranda. Oh my. Mine is the third one. It's the fucker from Scipio. Scipio. Yep. Is it Scipio? It is Scipio. Oh, Did they say Scipio in Clone Wars? I thought I thought it was Scipio. Oh, is it like this? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just played a lot of Rome Total War growing up. So <laughs> I'm used to like the Scipio. Uh, it's probably Scipio. It's I think it's Scipio. It's Roman. I wrote it's, it is. It's Snoke. So. And then I did enter tab clove cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the worst. Rush, rush clove. Oh, I was going to say rain clothes. <laughs> rain clothes. Yeah, is the first name. Rush the word, And I, I don't remember which one it is. But that guy. Rush Limbaugh. And then the first point that I'm sure Keeks put on. I didn't. Oh. Uh, I Wait, I didn't either. Who put that on? I think it was you, Miranda. Oh, was that from I copied last week? it from last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So it was absolutely also you. <laughs> yes. It's that guy from that French play. <laughs> this is a audio medium, and she just tried to do a visual joke. Of, of the typo. It yes. says French instead of French. And you did it on purpose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I had to read it out loud. That's what the outline right. says. Mm-hmm. That's how Great. it works. Super. She was adapting her art to the medium, Kristen. <sighs> you need to let me shine. Oh my god. I hate you. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> apparently it was useless. Good. Uh so another thing that comes up in this book while we're on the topic of Leia, uh she and Padme were both in the junior legislature. Yay. So that's exciting. Apparently all it taught her was how to get around the building and nothing fucking else. Well, it taught Leia to not trust boys because they'll blow up. Boys will blow up. Boys will blow up. And they'll blow up you. Shit. Great. Your shit. Everyone everyone will blow up. Everyone will blow up. Boys will blow up. That's <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. I don't make the rules. No, but um, it's like a nice little parallel, you know? Yes. Yeah. Very depressing one, but it's fine. <laughs> Most of this book is depressing parallels. That so. is correct. Hey. I know. Honestly, there's not a single part of this book that isn't depressing if you think about it hard enough. I know. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's like a... T- I know you guys will talk about it more in the wrap, but... um, Or we will. I don't know whether or not I will be on it, but... um, Yeah, I'm about to go on vacation for the first time in like a year and a half, so mazel tov to me. Um, but... Uh, fuck. I had a point and it's gone. Um, it'll come back. It won't, but it's fine. Woo. Um, someone else talk, please. Depressing. The book is depressing. Oh, I just, uh, thank you. Um, uh, I, I think it's testament to how well it's written that like the harder you think about any line, the more depressing it gets. <laughs> like it's really just like rich in its layering of writing into the past mm-hmm. shit that already exists which i know is on the outline to talk about and we talked about a little bit the first episode but um just making i mean i don't think it feels forced i guess is my point and it's really well layered and 
I thought it was really, really flawlessly executed. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. No, I think UK Johnson did a, a really great job. Even if it makes us feel very sad inside. Even during Indeed. the happy parts. Which is bullshit. Yeah, right? Fuck. It's like, I want to enjoy this time on Alderaan, and all I can think of is... Alderaan's oh no. about to explode. Oh, no. Literally everyone in this scene is going to die. <laughs> yep. You and you and you and you and you. All super fucking dead. And you're being written for me to like you so much. Mm-hmm. On purpose. And you're gonna die. It's very, mm-hmm. just very to, rude. Just to make me feel sadder about it. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode 106 <laughs> of the Book Wars pod. Uh, next episode, we're going to be wrapping up Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Uh, it is likely going to be in two weeks, not next week. Theoretically. Uh, as, theoretically, maybe. If I could as get Kristen the said, music to work. There we go. There, there you go. It is. Uh, I was, uh, as Kristen said, she's going to be on a well-deserved vacation. Uh, so we'll figure out something to release next week. Uh, also, if you want to get a jump on your reading, our next book is going to be Thrawn Treason. Yay! Uh, it is it is Blue Boy time again. Eli comes back. Yeah. Eli is back. Aralani is back. Krennic is there. We, we, just, we just got our, and by we, I mean Miranda, just got her Barnes & Noble hard copy with the poster in it of Thrawn on one side and Eli and Eli and a lady on the other side. Nice. Very exciting yes. stuff. So we're me. very excited for that. You all know that Anybody Blue is prime Book Wars content. Yay. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us, and rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show, especially in the lead-up to all the amazing Star Wars content that's coming in the next two months. If anybody's looking for a Star Wars podcast, you giving us a review and a rating really helps them do that. Uh... Also, if you have the means and you're so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, when you do, we will post official pod pictures of Porkchop, Orca, and Jasper. Uh, they're all perfect, so you're accurate. the ones missing out. Accurate. Just saying. Uh, our accurate. theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kristen and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I think it's a good idea, and I'm a standby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.